Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with my good friend Armando, Armando Gallardo. He is a photojournalist, he's a videographer, he's a journalist in general. And uh, this is only our second show we've ever done in person since the coronavirus happened. We were socially distanced, uh, at least nine feet apart. We recorded outside to be extra safe, so every once in a while you'll hear some birds or some wind. Uh, it actually sounds pretty fine. I'm actually uh, very happy with the product. I like Armando quite a bit. He's been in my life for a long time. He is the photographer of my wedding. That's a fun thing that actually happened. And uh, so I see his work every day and it makes me smile. He also shot the first photos of my child whose name has never been uttered on the show. And let's keep it that way. If you are listening to this on youmethemeverybody.com, thank you so much. We are also available on iTunes and Spotify. I don't know, man. Just give us some stars or something. Whatever. Uh, we are on Patreon now because these are the end times and I want Taco Bell delivered to me. So go to youmethemeverybody.com. Click on that about page and then there's a link for patreon that's also where we keep the itunes and spotify links so without further ado here is 35 year old armando gallardo one day he'll look like charlie sheen the last time i saw you was february 29th you were kind enough to come to the marathon uh the last live show marathon which in yeah. theory is the last live show we do in 2020 at this point which <laughs> that's is accurate yeah it's it's a weird thing to do it's currently may 7th it yeah. is 2 39 p.m eastern standard time yeah 2020 mm-hmm I saw you a little over two months ago. It feels like not that long ago. Yeah, no. It, I mean, time feels weird now, right? Time does feel weird right so now. So that's the thing. We are recording in the same area. We are outdoors. We are socially distanced apart. We are nine feet apart right now. You came here with a mask. And you have one of the good masks. You have an N95. Um, and this is the first time I've seen you since then. Yeah. How has your world changed in the last two and a half months? Ooh, how do we even begin? <laughs> Let's Where go. March 1st. What happens on March 1st? What happens on March 1st? So I'm looking right now at... Um, I'm pulling up my calendar as well. Yeah, yeah. That would help a lot. I mean, I I use my calendar, but I don't use my calendar. You okay. know what I mean? So let's see. March 1st. Well, you're someone I keep up with, the, the not day-to-day, -day because you travel more than anyone I know. <laughs> you true. are a journalist. You also yes. have a full-time job for the World Bank. Yes. Do you still have a full-time job for the World Bank? I do. That is impressive. Congratulations. Thanks. Should we mention the World Bank? Why not? Sure. We're okay. not going to throw them under the bus. Okay, I just fine. said I'm glad you're employed. We could leave it at that. But that yes. also explains why you travel so much. Yeah. That's you're a, 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 is it technically a videographer? Yeah, I'm a video producer. You're a video producer for the World Bank, but then you're also a freelance journalist. Yes. So what were you doing today? Let's fast forward to today, May 7th. Uh, I was doing today. I was, um, surprisingly, covering something in the morning at the White House. You were at the White House today, and this is the freelance part of your yeah. life. Okay. Now, who is this for, or what were you covering? This was for no, Now This. Now This? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you've seen their, like, Facebook um, website. But anyways, um, they there was a protest in which the nurses' union was getting together mm -hmm. to honor the 88 nurses that have died from coronavirus. Okay. And they were asking for PPE as well as um, just for the Defense Protection Act to be signed and fully expanded uh, for companies to be producing PPE because they, yeah. even today, they were just like, they're asking us to wear the same PPE masks for the 12-hour shift that we yeah. have. Now these nurses were they also were they currently wearing masks? Not the not the masks that they would wear in the hospital, but masks in general. Yeah, all of them were wearing masks, and it was interesting to see the, um, their kind of like representative okay. making sure that journalists wear nine feet apart. 
Oh, interesting. And every time they would get alert, they were like, please, nine feet. Like, wow. they were just, yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't been covering a lot. Um, well, there hasn't been that much to cover for what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of editing. Okay. Um, there's been some coverage for sure, actually, but not as much as, well, a lot of times my coverage would be dependent on travel, right? Yes. So, like, I'd be just like, I want to go to Spain, so be right back, going to Spain. The last time we had a one-on-one during this, I think it might have actually been, like, 2016, you were coming to from Cuba. Yeah. So, that was during the Obama administration or the Trump administration? Obama. That's why okay. I went there. Okay. Yeah. Now, I was there for three months. In the last four years, things have changed quite a bit for you, but... You've been traveling just as much as you have before Trump took office. Yeah, I mean, last year I was in 12 countries. 12 countries. It is currently May. It's the fifth month of 2020. How many countries have you been to thus far? I love it. Um, Let's see. Peru and probably Mexico and Spain. So you've already been and here. So that's four countries. Yeah. That's not that far off. I mean. Considering what's going on in the world. That's true. Where did you begin your year? Uh, I was in Peru for New Year's. Now, why were you in Peru? Because I decided to go there for <laughs> for holidays. Because you are a journalist. No, I told <laughs> oh, I'm Peruvian. I'm Peruvian. Thank you. Yes, Thank that you. is true. So you went home. <laughs> yes, Jesus. I went home. But it's, I mean, it's home, but it's not home. Florida's home, right? Yeah. Uh, this is home. Washington D.C. is yeah, home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but but I know you. I think of you as Peruvian and Floridian. <laughs> Two two very different things. Yeah, yeah. I'd be more proud of one than the other. And then you love Washington, D.C. I love Washington, D.C. Maybe more than anyone I know. Oh, that's great. Which does not make any sense to me. (laughs) Moving on. So you were in, uh, you started the year in Peru. Yeah. When do you leave Peru? I left Peru probably the 12th of January or 14th of January. Okay. Um, Got back to the States, to Florida. Florida. There was a gig there about uh, plastic surgery gone wrong. Okay. Yeah. Um, was it gnarly? Whatever you covered, was it was it difficult to to maintain eye contact without no, feeling uncomfortable? No, you know it's kind of funny. I, I kind of used to covering a lot of like just disgusting stuff, I guess. Okay. So it's nothing is really gnarly for me anymore. Is the most disgusting thing you ever uh, covered uh, when you went to Vietnam for a handful of months to cover the effects of Agent Orange? Yeah. Okay. So you're, I, I'm, I'm saying all these things so people realize you're a real photojournalist, you're a real videographer, you're you're covering real, like, heavy stuff. Sure. Not that, like, plastic surgery gone wrong is, like, fun and flirty, but comparatively, <laughs> the effects of Agent Orange is, like, really heavy stuff. That is heavy stuff, yeah. You've also covered, like, a lot of social justice protests in the yeah, United States. That was, like, my jam back in the days. Yeah, and then you got arrested. Yeah, football, <laughs> Like, because of a football game. We'll get around to all of it. Anyways. <laughs> January, middle of January, you're in Florida. Then what? So I was in Florida. See, I was my mind. I, I forgot. Understand. I understand. So okay, I from Peru. I actually went to. Um, I went to the states. Back to the states. Okay. I think. Yeah, but um, Florida's the states. That counts. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't Florida. Oh, okay. I was just. That's what I'm saying. So you I, went Peru, Florida, back to Peru. How do you not remember? This I, isn't that long ago. No, I know, but this is. This is how it is. Okay, let's go. <laughs> let's go throughout the United States of America. Where have you been in the United States of America this you know, year? You know, well, that's I know pretty like a lot of the East Coast. I'm, okay, I'm okay. I driven from Florida all the way to like Boston. You drove from Florida to Boston at some point I think. in January. Um, I don't know. At some point, wait, are you asking me right now? Yes. Oh, okay. We're okay. Wait. So January. January. I went from Peru. <laughs> yes. Back to I guess DC. Okay. Great. Now, 
How was... <laughs> Sorry. No, why are you apologizing? You're great. I saw you on February 29th. If memory serves correct, yeah. were you just in New York? Yeah, you're right. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Weren't you in New York like the day before or going to New York the, that day or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was in New York a couple of times actually okay. for the bank. I was at the Goldman Sachs uh, building, <laughs> this, which is insane. This is The reason why I'm just so... I think I know your schedule more than you because I don't go anywhere <laughs> and I haven't gone anywhere in a I long time. I forgot about all that. I was been on paternity leave. Yeah. So my coronavirus lockdown <laughs> has, is just transitioned from paternity leave to new reality. Yeah. I've gone nowhere for a long time. I've been around the same two-mile radius for a long time. You've been in very, very different places. That's true. There. You were in Spain earlier. I was in Spain, yes. When were you in Spain? So I guess at some point after I saw you. I, you saw me on the last day of February. February, okay. I was just looking at my calendar here. Um, I think I went to Spain at some point. Okay, so that's February. See, this is hard. Okay. I think I went to Spain at some point mid-February. Okay. Um, and then, so soon after I saw you, uh-huh. I was like really overwhelmed with work actually. Okay. And I just needed a break. And coronavirus wasn't something that really intimidated me back then. It was just, I mean, it, well, back then they, they were starting to close stuff in Italy, but I was just like, nah, I think I don't think it's a thing yet, you know? And then I decided to go to Spain. I was there for probably, this, this, was, this, probably, this was probably the shortest trip I ever been to Spain. Kind of ridiculous. How many times have you been to Spain? So many times. <laughs> that's, that's not a normal thing. I guess. More than 10? Yeah. Wow. Uh, probably 10. Probably 10. That's a lot. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. So how long Thank were you. you in Spain? You said it's like the shortest four trip. days. Four days. Okay. Three days maybe. This is like U.S. to Spain, Spain to U.S.? Yeah. And you're, and for those that don't know, Italy ain't far from Spain. <laughs> That's true. And n- there wasn't really that worry well, yet. And Spain was like one of the top countries to get coronavirus back then. Yeah. But I really, it, you couldn't tell. Okay. I was in Barcelona and it was just like. It was like normal Barcelona. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, you get to when have when did you s- decide like I'm stuck in D.C. I'm staying in D.C. This is what I'm doing. So okay, so from Spain I went to Florida for this gig and about um whatever it is plastic surgery. Plastic surgery. Okay. So then from there, my like I start kind of getting a feel, just seeing people's posts that things are really uncomfortable. Okay. Um, and I kind of started feeling guilty of really literally coming back and just being around DC. Why? I don't know. Cause I was just in Spain and I was like, do I have something? Oh, I understand. Okay. But I did stay at my parents for a while. This is in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Just to make sure that, you know, we were cool. Okay. Well, I also have asthma. So like I would assume You're that high if risk. I, yeah, I would assume that if I get it, I die. Yeah. So I get back then from that point on and then. Um. Yeah. And then at that point, I was just like, "Yeah, this is just kind of like what I'm gonna be doing. I'm just gonna be." And then you see a decline of jobs mm-hmm. out there and out there being DC or in Florida in in the world. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. You know, and and what I keep hearing, at least from the backside, is like, we don't want to be that news article that goes something like World Bank or whatever organization employee test positive for coronavirus. I understand. And then the question uh, okay. comes up. Yeah, of yeah, like yeah, how yeah. essential was the need for that person to be out understood there. understood so you've been doing a lot more freelance and or editing since then yeah do you f- now a i don't skype calls i don't know anyone that has more wanderlust than you <laughs> thanks are you holding up okay you know this is one thing that i learned um 
yes and no, right? Like you go from um, feeling like you got it to like realizing that you don't you you don't you're, you don't have it yet. Like coronavirus? No, no, no. Just like being stable. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like in your mind or whatever. Like you just go from like, oh yeah, this is we're fine to like, no, nah, this is just horrible. Yeah. So I do miss traveling a lot. Yeah. You know, you're also one of the most social people I know. That's another thing. I so I miss traveling. I miss just seeing people. I really want to go to Wonderland. Yeah, I know. That's what I was getting to. They're yeah. not open. That's a bar. That's where I do my show. That's yeah. your neighborhood bar. You live very, very close to there. Mm-hmm. Now you are with someone. Does that someone share the same desire to go out and to see as many people as you, or are they holding up a little bit? How are, how are you guys holding up as a couple? Um, let's see. So we're fine. Okay. You know? <laughs> people, I mean, I, I think that, I think people like in general, people's lives are just very busy nowadays. Differently busy. Well, that depends. You have like a, my life is very busy differently right now. You have a job still. Yeah, your person up, has a job. My start is my job. My my morning started at six thirty in the morning today. Yeah. So to you, it's not that different. No, it is. Okay. How so? Um, right now we're basically coming up, or I'm coming up with like creative ways of making videos over Skype. Oh, that sounds boring. That's it. That's <laughs> is it boring? Yeah, this is literally my life nowadays. <laughs> While in a regular like day, I would just be like, where do I want to go? Well, last year around this time was one of the few times we got to spend a, a healthy amount of time together. We got to cover the uh, Nats Tour ballpark for the 2019 season, something I do every year. I cover the uh, the, the media tour, and it was great because, like, you're very busy. I never know where you are in the world, and you had just returned <laughs> from a trip that you had wanted to do for a while, and you came back with a broken face. Yes, that's correct. Now, what happened? I forgot about that, too. See, that's the thing. You forget about a broken face. <laughs> Now, this is not a reference to the Pixie song. This is a reference to your actual life. You wanted to go to where? I wanted to go to Bali. Bali. Yeah. You wanted to go to Bali for a long time. Yeah. You went. Yeah. You decided to do something in Bali that I find incredibly frightening, but is in a lot of commercials. What did you decide to do? I decided to jump from a cliff you into the ocean. from a cliff into the ocean. Now, how many feet was that jump? 60. Six zero. That's six floors up. Yeah, I... What happened? Um, what happened was that this was like a manta ray scuba diving and cliff jumping trip. Yeah. And, you know, it was the highest rated trip on TripAdvisor. I believe you. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And we get to like the cliff and they're like, just go up and just jump. And there were two. They were like, there was like an 18 feet and then a 60 feet. So like I getting, I'm, I go towards this like uh staircase of sorts sure that gets pushed by the ocean with every wave sure so you're going up and you gotta get climb very quickly or else you're just gonna hit the rocks yes get up to the 18 you know feet um cliff and i'm just like i'm already here yeah i get it so i went all the way up to the 60 feet now are you afraid of heights i am okay (laughs) i did not remember that well dc is a very short city yeah. So some of these buildings you're in, they're like only 10, 12, 13 floors. It doesn't seem that crazy. Right. Once you get up 60 feet without a building. It's scary. And then you jumped. Well, yeah. You, you know, I did the one, two, three, and I was like, I'm here, here, might as well. And the thing that you don't realize when you're jumping from up that high is that um, unless you are 
jumping from a into a pool. Yes. You're gonna take a while to hit the, the actual ocean or yeah. the pool of water, or whatever. So that's when I freaked out. <laughs> I jumped. You're freaking out mid jump. Like mid jump, yeah. As I'm falling and I'm just like the water hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the other way around. Um and I start freaking out. I go towards like I start kinda like angling forward and then I'm screaming and then the ocean hits my face and it felt like a giant grabbed my jaw and just pushed it against my face. Yeah. Yeah. Now that was your spring of 2019. Yes. Didn't you have to like heal in dark hotel rooms in different countries? Um, Kinda. I had to heal in dark hotels in Bali. In Bali. Because yeah, it was like the day of like the, the new year. So like there was no power and it was just miserable. <laughs> Within two days after going to the doctor, I was like, I'm out of here. Do you feel that there's any connection between what's going on now in your life with the coronavirus and your experience breaking your face in Bali? Sure. Okay, good. <laughs> what was a more difficult thing to live through? The coronavirus for the last two and a half months or two months, two months, two months, or uh, breaking your face in Bali? Um, wow, great question. So I guess it's more the breaking of my face was more tangible. Okay. To my to me because sure. people couldn't see it. Yeah. I have fractured my face in three parts. Yeah. My eye sockets, my nose, and my jaw. Yeah. People Sorry. couldn't see that. I was in a lot of pain. I couldn't chew for like two months. Yeah. So remember actually when we went to the Nats thing, it yeah. was like the first time that I was actually chewing on something yeah. that was solid. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, very tangible. Yeah. Coronavirus, not so much. So are you in fear of corona catching coronavirus? Yeah. But I already kind of made my plans, right? I'm listening. I My plan is that actually I've been kind of like, I made a list of like all my bank accounts mm -hmm. where, you know, what kind of uh, actually very freelancer life, uh, like uh, what kind of uh, bills, not bills, but uh, invoices need to be sure. collected yeah. <laughs> if I were to die. Um and yeah, life insurance and all that stuff. Do you have a life insurance? No, I actually been planning on getting it this week. It's a really good idea. Yeah. So does your person have life insurance? Uh no, I don't think so. Yeah, you would know. I'm yeah. assuming you'd be the beneficiary. Yeah. Um <laughs> why are you instantly going to death? And not just like this is gonna suck for a while, I'm gonna be bedridden. Um Because you're young. You're not old. Yeah, that's true. I tend to be somebody that thinks um about the worst case scenario. Okay. Just on the regular basis. And that has saved my ass plenty of times. Give me an example. Um, one day I was coming back on Irving Street to 603. Okay. The house where yes. I met you. Mm -hmm. um, and these two guys were... Sorry, following me. Okay. And I assumed that they were up to no good. Okay. And I started going faster. Mm-hmm. And long and behold, they were coming after me with a knife after <laughs> trying to rob me. Well, that's a good reason to move faster then, I yeah. should say. But that doesn't necessarily co like have any relation to what's going on now with the coronavirus. Uh, people, Two people coming after you with a knife, what, that's more like breaking your face. You could see two people coming after you yeah. with a knife. This is an unseen thing. Yeah. You're still governing protests. You're still going to the Capitol. Yeah. A place that attracts people from around the world. Yes. That is still attracting some people. Some people that are maybe not heeding the advice of healthcare professionals. Yeah. You seem to be okay with that. Um. Yeah. Why? 
Well, they're journalists, right? So it's like a different. No, 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 no. You're a journalist. They're journalists. But the but some of the people that are going down there are not journalists, and they are causing a health risk. Yeah, surprisingly though, um, they that wasn't the case today. So least. it's not like what you see at state houses around the country. No, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. okay. Would you cover something like that now? Yeah, you would. So you don't have a fear of. The, see, that doesn't make any sense to me. Are you so if, okay? That I'm. I don't know what to say now. I guess it comes back to my happiness. I'm listening. Um, I am extremely happy doing journalism. Okay, is what keeps my soul and spirit alive. Okay, so, um, for me to cut that out of my life would be pretty hard. Yeah, it would be like dying inside. Do you feel safe in terms of your job, or job is a, or because you never really stopped freelancing, you don't. It's not like you don't care, but like you know you'll be fine, or you know you'll have to consistently. I'm pretty good at adjusting. Okay. Um, and like in terms of work, um, at least the clients that are you know, um, asking for my help nowadays are no clients that I know that they need the help regardless. Yeah. I.e. the World Bank. Yeah. Are you happy that you went back to grad school to get your degree? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. was that degree? Masters in Media, Peace, and Conflict Studies. Yeah, I feel like now it's a it's a good time for that. So if anything, the last four years for you, quite good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. You're really taking advantage of this I, uh, yeah. global chaos yeah, thing that's, that's going on right now. Where do you hope to go first once the travels, travel bans are lifted, once you, once you feel safe to navigate the globe? Asia. Where in Asia? I've been thinking uh, South Korea. You, you've been to a lot of Asia. Yeah, 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 I have. Have you been to South Korea? No. Okay, that makes sense. Um, also, they're doing great in terms of coronavirus yeah. preparedness and dealing with it. So um, Asian countries just know how to deal with this kind of shit. Sure. In a lot of ways. Sure. Because, you know, just the fact that they're used to wearing masks on a regular basis. Yeah. Do you think you've traveled much more of the globe than me? Do you think? We're all being the every other country that hasn't already adopted a mask type culture. Are we going to start seeing masks permanently? Yeah, you know, actually, what uh, I had a client call today, and they were talking with another client, and they were talking about we had to make this video right mm -hmm. about uh, adjusting to uh, the times, mm -hmm. and um, I think companies like Clear that do iris recognition yeah. and identification. That is now called very, uh, I guess, perfect for the times, uh, like touchless yeah. biometrics. Yeah, are gonna become a thing. Yeah, and that's scary. It is, but was it inevitable? I don't know if any of this was inevitable. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I mean, the problem with with times like now is that fear allows for people to let others, of course. Um, dictate their lives in different ways. You and I both covered the Republican National Convention, the Democratic National Convention in tw in 2016. It appears that neither of which will happen as they were four years ago. Are yeah. you still planning? I'm no longer going. Are you still planning on going? Well, you see, that's the thing. Segway into my arrest. Uh, the RNC is going to be in Charlotte, or yeah. was going to be in Charlotte, which yeah. is where I got arrested. Now, where wh where did you get arrested? Char right outside the. Uh, stadium, yeah. which is that where those the football stadium? Take? So I, I'm assuming it's going to be around there. Yeah. So uh, there was a new rule that went into effect for game days that you did not know about. Right. You were covering a peaceful protest. Yeah. And it was uh, the last day. And you got 
Um, well, we should say for the listener at home, your skin isn't white. <laughs> sure. And uh, somebody whose skin happens to be white <laughs> said something to some cops, and you said, hey, you just pushed me, you can't take my camera, something to this effect, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you said, hey, cops, hey, coppers, <laughs> this lady just, like, harassed me and pushed me and yeah. tried to d- damage my stuff. Stop her. And they said, hey, you ain't white. And then you <laughs> happen to be arrested. Yeah. Why? Um, because I had a gas mask in my backpack. Yeah. And, you know, I was kindly invited into their, you know, perimeter. Yeah. And then actually kind of like telling me, like, do you want to talk to us? And I was like, sure. Walk in. And then next, you know, five cops surround me in yeah. like full on tactical gear. Yeah. Um, and they're like, we need to check your backpack, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even, re- I actually have the entire recording of my arrest on my phone. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so next thing you know, like they go through my backpack, they they see the back, the um, mask because they had like, they gassed us the first day that I was in Charlotte. And why were you in Charlotte? You weren't there to cover a, a game, a football game. No, I you was weren't there, there for the Panthers. You were there because there was a protest after Keith L. Uh, Scott had been shot by the police. Yeah. So um, anyway, so they found this mask, and then you could see the very nice cop that is like. He's a journalist. Like, here's his badge. Like, and then there's like the dick cop yeah. that is like, let's talk a little bit, and then let's take me to the side, and then next thing you know, I'm handcuffed and I'm going to jail for the first time ever. So, four years later, <laughs> are you considering going to Charlotte for the RNC? <sighs> yeah. Why? <Sure>. Why? <laughs> what could you possibly cover that could change the world? What could you possibly accomplish that? Great make- question. No, seriously. What could you possibly the us going in 2016 made a hell of a lot of sense because seeing it up close and in person, I was convinced. <laughs> I took the exact. I, I I now with the information I have now, and clearly how <laughs> things have turned out, the exact wrong takeaway. But I was so so glad that we went because I learned so much and I was convinced that the that Donald Trump had no chance of winning. Yeah, and I told you that that wasn't the case there was not one night where the arena was full at the rnc and there was not one night in the dnc where you could even move because it was oversold to capacity i took the wrong things from those things (laughs) you were right i was wrong seeing it then made a lot of sense because you're like you were expecting there to be chaos in cleveland there was none yeah all the like reasonably there was none there was more conflict at the dnc inner party dnc now we both know who the nominees are for both parties. Yes, we do. It's locked in, locked and loaded. Yep. The DNC will probably not even be in person. It's look, it's, 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 which it, with each passing day, it yeah. seems more unlikely. That's possible. The RNC, I would say they're going to roll the dice. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, you're still willing to go. Because I mean, with the fear of coronavirus <laughs> and the fact that it's the one city you've been arrested in for doing something that is n- no way illegal. True. You're like, yep, I'm, let's go to the South. Let's do this. Yeah, I guess I, I haven't really thought about it, right? Like, I'm telling you this right now, but I, maybe my, my as I go through the potential scenarios mm-hmm. and think of the worst-case scenarios, I would probably be like, maybe not, you know? <laughs> but, you're, but let's my, be my realistic here. Is, let's do it. Yeah. And yes, so that's that. If someone's like, here's X amount, here's 10 grand uncovered freelance for blank, and we're putting you up at blank, and you're all set for four days, and there's a good travel stipend, you're like, you're in. Yeah. Let's be honest. One thing, though, I need to uh, correct for the record is blank, it's really important. Okay. It depends I, on who you're working for. Yeah. I have been approached by, like, 
d- down low like Russian television. Like RT. Yeah, no, no, just, no, no, RT, sure. But like not just that, but like literally like social media uh, accounts funded by oh, the Russian really? government. Yeah, trying to create polarization in America. And care several thousand bucks. And I've been like, no. Wow. Yeah. That is both respectable and you're a sucker. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think I'm going to miss not going like I thought I was going to. Really? I was really bummed out once this... Because, like, if this doesn't happen, I would be there, you know? Yeah. But now I can't... I don't think there'd be any joy in covering it. You just... Why? I, I think I'd be in fear of the virus the whole time. Because mm. it's... And I it, once again, if I don't have a kid, I wouldn't care. I'd be like, yeah, if I get it, I get it, whatever. Yeah. But I can't risk giving this to a kid and especially giving this to in-laws, anyone at risk. Like, we're... Yeah, you have asthma. I don't think you die. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I the, hope. That's what my doctor told me. That you would die or wouldn't. I die? would not die. When was the last time you saw your doctor? I messaged my doctor like as coronavirus was happening. You messaged your doctor? Yeah, that's great. I was like, we need to talk. What's up? Am I gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> Is your doctor in D.C. or Florida? D.C. That's good. Good for yeah. you. Do you have one any? medical? One medical. Where's that at? It's uh, it's everywhere. Telemedicine is a thing now. <laughs> um, what are you looking forward to most this summer? Because once again, you're a very social man. You're a very outdoors mm. man. Not like camping, but like you like being out. Yeah. And having yeah, a lot of like friends. Camping. So what are you looking forward to now in this current reality? Huh, this is a, this is a great question. Probably um, going to a place that I would normally go with people and just being by myself. Are you getting okay with being by yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's... um. It's different. Yeah. You know, I'm again, I miss traveling and working, like doing journalism. You yeah. know what I mean? More than anything. That is not just editing, but actual out there. What's the scariest thing you've ever been in because of your job? Was it Charlotte? Was it being yeah. arrested? More yeah. so than Cuba? More so, more than, so than anything. Really? Yeah. What is the most uplifting thing you've ever seen in journalism, in your pers- specific journalism? I think one the most positive thing that I've seen throughout my coverage is uh, protests, literally. You know, I am a big just, you know, defending of the First Amendment. And just to see people go to the extent of getting arrested, old ladies getting arrested, uh, young people fighting for literally their lives, in some cases with DACA kids and whatnot, uh, Supreme Court cases. Actually, you know what? What would be might be one of the happiest moments I ever covered. Now that I just remembered, uh, the Supreme Court decision to uh, allow same same sex marriage to decriminalize sex. That's sex a nice marriage. one. Yeah, but do you feel any disappointment in the last five plus years? Where like, I don't think anyone thought Trayvon Martin would be the last big issue like this. I don't think everyone anyone thought Ferguson would be the last thing. But like. The biggest one of the biggest stories this week is I'm at Arbery and like yeah it's it never ends no and I think that I realized that this was gonna be a problem that was going to kind of go away and by that I mean not that it's really gonna go away but out of people's sight sure be- when I started uh, losing track of the names of the people yeah you know that's very depressing yeah I couldn't keep up to it with it yeah. I feel like I should end on like a joke or something, but like it's nothing funny about this. It's like, yeah. Yeah. What well, can you do? Sorry. Coronavirus times. Yeah. It's fucked up when you're like, let's talk about the coronavirus. It's not as depressing as the shooting of colored people in America. Yeah, that's that's true. 
um, and more pervasive, right? Are you worried about your parents? Yeah, their health and definitely. Safety. Yeah, uh, is yeah, your dad still flying? Matt's still not flying, but okay. he's still he's now doing uh, quality control for steel cargo airlines. That actually the biggest contract is with China. Yeah, does that um, freak you out? Yeah. Uh, he was just telling me that he's going to still have to go back to the office now because yeah. people are doing that and you know, Miami, right? So yeah. they're like, everything is fine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I, that's another thing. Like, you know, I was talking about that recently and I was just like, you know, we need to make sure that all the numbers in terms of your accounts and it's hard to talk to people about death in the way I that like I that process your, death. I, your process of death is just like fucking fixing the books. That's all you cared about. <laughs> Even with your de- your death, your dad's death, you're like, we got to make sure the numbers line up. Yeah. If you're dead, why do you give a shit about outstanding invoices? Who's this money even going to? The family. Oh, whatever. House. Look, the television show house. Have, have you thought more about having a child because of this? <laughs> this is a great question. Man, um, yeah. I, I mean, think that this is the worst time to have to think about having a child. I wonder what would have to be your thoughts if you were now thinking about having a child. Oh, my... Like, here's the thing. So, clearly, my kid's here. I'm so fucking glad he's here right yeah. now. I feel like I got lucky in a way. If No one wants the coronavirus. Let's make that clear. That yeah. being said, if COVID-19 happens, for me personally, this is the best possible time for it to happen, right? Because I went straight from paternity leave to never going back to work because <laughs> of this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's really just like I had a very long ramp, right? Sure. So, that's good. Number two, he's already outside of his mother. He exists in this field this plane i he doesn't have to go to the doctor nearly as much yeah be it prenatal or postnatal this is so much better than anyone that has to currently go to the gynecologist right now i feel so fucking bad for expectant mothers and for new mothers like yeah we're my, my wife you know what i mean yeah there's a hell of a big difference between like a nine-month-old and a three-month-old in terms of doctor's visits. So like super, super grateful. Also super grateful that he's not old enough to remember any of this. That's true. And he doesn't have friendships yet. Damn. So like it's good because of that. Wow. Because like he's not missing out because he doesn't know anything. You had your kid the best time ever. In a weird way, yes. That being said, I would – I wanted a kid for a long time. I don't know if this would have made me not want to have a kid. I don't think so. I'm incredibly grateful he's here. I highly doubt he'll ever listen to anything like this just in case he does though. I want to make it clear that like, no, I'm glad he's here. <laughs> I, um, if let's say we were trying. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to keep trying. Yeah, no, totally. I, I don't have any right now. Like the last thing in my, on my mind will be having a kid just because, yeah. uh, not only do you have to worry about the current, um, coronavirus just going around, but yeah. also like what kind of life, are we going to have over the next decades because of this or climate change, right? Like yeah, there's yeah, yeah. that, you know, parallel that I That's think the is one, really important. I think the one silver lining will be climate change in this. I I really hope so. Even just like stopping everything for a month will yeah. destroy the environment so much less. It's true. So that's good. Yeah. I'm trying to fucking be helpful. The thing about having the kid is like I've had zero moments of boredom. You haven't either, but I know a lot of people that have. Yeah. And um, having a kid, it forces you to like do new stuff every day. Not that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to wake up when he wakes up, but I have to. That's just how it works. Yeah. And making sure he doesn't die is like the most important thing. So it's not like I could just be like, fuck it, sit by the TV. Like he's too young. He won't even watch TV. Like I can't do That's that. That's so true. So it's this yeah. weird thing of um, having something to always look forward to. Yeah. But also uh, not so much in fear because unlike 9-11 or whatever, Literally everyone in the world is going through this. Yeah. 
And that's completely different than anything else that we've ever lived through. So do you think people are, do you feel people are more, are nicer to people now because of this? Or do you think they're more grumpy? Both. I think that there's fewer interactions face to face. Clearly there are. And, um, I think that my, I know for sure, for a fact, my wife and I have been more on edge in like stores, like the one, the, the one or two grocery store visits like every week or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I, it's, it's so, I don't think we're going to be able to quantify that for like years Yeah. because of that. Like you brought beer over, which is a very kind thing to do. And usually I would say we don't want it. We don't, but no, no, no. I want that beer. I'm going to drink that beer. Later. Good. Cause like that's one less trip to a store. Where <laughs> yeah. did you find that beer? Uh, streets. I was on my way to get some lunch. Now, are you still going to the grocery store or something like streets, yeah. which is a food market for the people that don't know, on a consistent basis? I wouldn't say consistent basis, but, you know, I do get fairly amount of takeout. Yeah. I have learned now to be more of a, you know, homebody for food and stuff like that. Good. Um, not that I don't know how to cook. I just, it's just the thing more to do. Yeah. And I don't like that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I guess that's that. I love cooking. I love cooking too. The this is a fun anecdote. I, not not fun at all. For because I was like so excited to go back to like work to talk to not just a baby. Um, from like mid February to like mid March, like like every third day, I would make like a giant thing of like soup or chili or whatever, and like freeze it to be like this will be my lunch for the next like two months. So like I'm still like going through those in May now because I'm like <laughs> there's no offices anymore. Like no one's going back to anything ever again. It's a weird weird thing. Um, are you one of those people that feel like you have to learn something during the coronavirus? No. Good. No, 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 no. Are you reading more? Are you watching more films? Um, what am I doing more? I'm thinking more about life. How so? I'm just thinking, I'm questioning more about like decisions. Okay. And realizing I actually spent my birthday in quarantine. Yeah. So that was like a thing that I was like, damn, this was not the way I was planning on spending. How old are you now? 35. 35. Yeah. Do you feel 35? No, never. How do you feel? I feel feel? like I'm 28. That's that's pretty good. You look good. Thank you. Are you worried about that? Like, are you moisturizing now more than ever? (laughs) I should do that. You you look good. I'm trying to think. Do you have any gray hairs yet? No. Do you think that it's going to freak you out? Um, No. No, no, no. I, I hope that I can be like Charlie Sheen, just like full gray hairs. That's not the one I would go for. What? I'm going to end it there. 